Welcome, this is Gary Ryan from Organisations That Matter, and welcome to this episode of the Professional and Employability Development Series. This particular episode is titled, How to Keep Your Team Focused on Organisational Objectives. Now, the target audience for this particular episode in the series is for people striving to become mid or senior level managers and you would need to have around about five plus years work experience to get some value out of this particular presentation. For many years I've been providing leadership development programs for graduate students who have a minimum of five years work experience. The focus of the program is to enhance the capacity of participants, if only in a small way, to successfully perform in a mid to senior leadership role. The participants in the programs come from a broad range of cultural and work experience backgrounds, which is one of the many reasons why I enjoy facilitating the program. As part of the program, I ask the participants to generate questions that, if answered, would enable them to better perform their role as a mid to senior level leader or manager. One of the recent questions that I was asked was, what is the most important thing that you have to do as a manager to keep your team focused on organisational objectives? It seems a relatively simple question and one that many people might even say, well, why would such a question be asked? But the reality is a lot of people, even in management roles, don't know how to do such a task. Now, there are many factors that relate to answering this question and in this particular presentation, I'm going to talk to one way that you can use to enhance the focus of the team that you lead and that is to follow the five steps that I'm going to walk you through. The first step is to simply ask yourself, does the team that I lead know what the organisational objectives to which the team is contributing are? Do they know the answer to that question? Now this may seem like a silly question, but my experience in working with people through the various programs, both in the graduate education space and in the corporate and government sectors, is that many leaders, in fact, don't really know exactly how the work that their team is doing contributes to the achievement of organisational objectives. Too many managers aren't able to clearly and quickly articulate those organisational objectives to which the performance of their team is contributing. If you are in this situation, then it is your responsibility to find out what they are. And the answer can usually be found in the organisation's strategic plan or annual plan or whatever else you might call your planning program. Now these documents will exist usually on your intranet or on your desk, possibly even gathering dust as they do for some managers, but all too often their implementation seems remote from a midge management's perspective because a gap often exists between the planning and operational activities. So the first step is to find out where is our plan and what's in it. The second step is that once you have identified the objectives outlined in your strategic plan, the next challenge for you is to communicate how that plan directly relates to your team members. Now a simple and effective tool, irrespective of the level of the people to whom you report, is to use a one-page strategy map invented by Kaplan and Norton. Now an example of such a map is provided on the slide that you can see on the screen. Now many organisations use the Ballard Scorecard methodology for their strategic planning and even if a different methodology is used, the high level strategies can often be focused and presented on a single page. So in summary, the second step is to be able to see how that plan looks in a single page if that's at all possible. The third step is to literally sit down with each member of the team that you lead and, with a highlighter in your hand, 
or if it's on a computer, some form of being able to highlight it on the computer, highlight each aspect of the strategy map that that person's specific work directly relates to. It's not the highlighting that's important, it's in fact the conversations that you will have while you are highlighting different aspects of the strategy map and explaining how the detail of the day-to-day -day work does contribute to the overall objectives of the organization. It's the conversation that gets generated by this process that is the most valuable part of the process. And ideally, each member of your team will walk out with a single page with various bits highlighted or asterisked or however you would like to do it, that they say, okay, previously I'd seen these words before, but I didn't really understand what they meant, and I certainly didn't understand how my day-to-day -day work contributes to the achievement of those particular strategies and how those strategies lead to the achievement of organizational objectives. The fourth step is that at the conclusion of your conversation with each team member, you have to ask the question if they are doing any work that they're not sure fits anywhere on the map. Now, if they are, initially it doesn't necessarily mean that they shouldn't be doing that work. What it does mean is that some further investigation needs to be undertaken just to ensure that the work that they are doing does fit within the bounds of the strategy map. And if they are doing work that isn't within the bounds of the strategy map, you really have to ask yourself, why are they doing it? And this is where the focus aspect of this presentation really kicks in. It's at that point that you can help people to stay focused on the work and to be able to make decisions on a day-to-day -day basis about what should I be doing and what shouldn't I be doing. The fifth step is that ultimately any work performed by the team members of the team that you lead should be able to be explained in the context of how it contributes to the strategies outlined in the strategy map. Any other activities may be a waste of time and may indicate a loss of focus from the real work that should be performed. So if possible, conduct a whole team conversation to enable each team member to clearly and concisely articulate their contribution and collectively a team's contribution to the achievement of organizational objectives. So you start out by finding in step one the strategy map for the organization. Step two is to be able to represent that on a single page if that's at all possible. The third step is to sit down with each and every single member of your team and using a highlighter to be able to represent which parts of the strategy map that that particular person's day-to-day -day activities relate to. And the fourth step is that you need to be able to then work through and go and do some more research about any extra work or any work that the team members might be doing that may not fit within that bounds of the strategy map. And if it doesn't, then you need to get them to stop doing it and help them to make those day-to-day -day decisions. And the fifth and final step is to have a whole group conversation about the particular strategy maps and what your overall team contribution to the achievement of organisational objectives are. If you follow the five steps above and regularly talk about the progress that your team is making toward the achievement of the objectives outlined in your organisation's plan, you will have enhanced the capacity of your team members to maintain focus on the work that they should be doing on a day-to-day -day basis. If you would like to find out more about the Organisations That Matter professional and employability development series, please visit us at orgsthatmatter.com or visit our online learning site at studentsthatmatter.ning.com. Once again, this is Gary Ryan, and thank you for watching our presentation.